you'll be happy to know there should be no emergency breaking in today's show because uh, took care of that pre-show. So look at me, right, be your professional. A it is a good sign. All right, all right, all right. I think I'm almost ready to go. You're um, almost ready, dude. Uh, man, Linux would make this run so much smoother. Where's Rando when you need him? He could be your tech support guy. Who would be a better <laughs> tech support guy? Rando or a guy that's Rando. really a, a tech support guy in real life? Y2K. Oh, that's a tough call. Is that what he actually does? Yes. I didn't know that. Yep. yep. He uh, graduated college at, at 65 and, uh, yeah, tech support he, guy. He's not that old. <laughs> no, he's not that old, but I am allowed to make fun of him. He's just, a little older than Brian, isn't he? He's probably almost 50. Oh, I think he is fifty. He's um, okay. he was the in the older quotient of the this analog crowd that wasn't like creepy old, if you know what I mean. We had well, a couple there of were those. Both. I mean, yeah, there was Bob in Vegas, and yeah, a few others that were Bob in Vegas. Who is that? The Thailand, the guy who got everyone to go to Thailand. Oh, no, Pub- I was trying to think of his name. Publicus, public, oh, pub- Publius, Publius. Publius, yes. <laughs> Publius, but but it was um. It's just funny because there's a great coffee shop here named Publicus. <laughs> so funny I think of that creepy. guy every time I every time I, I hear about him. Oh, uh, yeah, okay, it creeps I, me out I still. Think, I think everything's intact here. You think everything's intact? Can I hit go? I think we can. Hit go. Because I've been recording for quite some time. This is the longest intro I think we've ever had. Oh, perfect. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the warm sounds of the Beer Engine Podcast with Griff and Tony. Hey, what's up, everyone? It's Griff. It is uh, well into the triple digits uh, of episodes of the Beer Engine podcast. Uh, yet again, uh, some more of that important beer news uh, that we deliver professionally. Um, very important that everybody knows the most important beer news of the day and that my favorite thing I drank and whatever else it is we talk about here, the NBA. And Tony, speaking of the NBA, I watched your favorite team last night, in fact, the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, so I, um, that team may be the skinniest, whitest team I've ever seen in a summer league, even a summer league game. It was remarkable. It does have, like, white guy vibes or, or white adjacent guy vibes. Um, it's, it's, it's really weird when like your starting five has, uh, I don't know whether they started Poku, but you got Poku and Chet, which they're similar, but they're not similar. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, um, Josh Giddy. Poku may be one of the strangest looking guys that's ever played in the NBA. He is, he is well, not, he is not a sexy, sexy looking man. What about Lindy Waters the third? Did you see him in that game? The, uh, backup. Backup, backup point guard for the OKC. Mm, no, I Thunder. didn't see him. Um, yeah, he's a he's a strange looking dude as well. But yeah, they're a very skinny side, but they still manhandled. Um, okay, it was a 
um, team that their their best player is a guy that will never make it in the NBA but will always be on summer league rosters, and that's Taco Fall. So, it, oh yeah, Taco. I saw Taco. Yeah, yeah. And so Chip was pushing around Taco Fall. So that that doesn't really say anything at all to how he's going to go in the NBA. They played again today. Um, Chet's stat line wasn't as good, but G looks good with Giddy just running that pick and roll game. You add you add Lou, Lou Dort in the regular season and and Shea Gilders Alexander into that lineup, and and they're going to be a fun league pass team. They're probably not going to make a playoff run. Don't get me wrong, but boy, they're going to be a fun league pass team to to watch. Yeah, hard to argue with that. I I tend to agree. Um, their Chet is really is really pretty good. Yeah, um, he's he's going to be an interesting player for sure if he can stay healthy. Um, well, but uh, I'm I'm excited I'm excited to see I, I was I I was kind of surprised to see Giddy out there. I, I thought you and I had a little running gag going there where we weren't counting on him being around, but yeah, he's out there he's out there getting some more some more time. Well, I think what it is is OKC. Is a young roster, and a lot of these guys are going to come through to the season. So, unlike say Utah, where their summer league roster is unrepresentative of what they're going to put forward during the season, they're going to be a terrible team. But um, yeah, Utah's going to be But um, that summer league team is not representative of what they'll play. Okay, see, a good thirty percent of those guys will end up making the roster. Um, so they need somebody who can like when they're struggling for a bucket in summer league. Just go out there and bully the opposition, and that's what you'll see. Giddy, and he'll be out there for for fifteen minutes, and he'll he'll contribute, and he'll get a couple of assists, a few rebounds, and score a few points. But then he'll go to the bench. They'll start to um, lose ground against the opposition, so the coach will put him back in, and he'll just bully his way to the rim. And he's not a huge guy, don't get me wrong, but right. against summer league opponents, he's a guy that played fifty. Plus, started 50-plus games in the NBA. Those guys just know how to get buckets against weaker opposition. So he just gets them a bucket, gets them back going the direction he wants to go. You look at – because he's basically played every minute with Chet. You look at their plus-minus with the two of them. They're plus 50, I think, in two games, Mm. which it's it's summer league, so big deal, but it it does show that they've got – good synergy together because Giddy's underrated defensively and and Chet can move and that that's his big asset on defense and that he's not a big bruising defender but he'll come from the weak side out of nowhere and he'll scare the fuck out of teams yeah. and alter shots so yeah who, who do you think is going to take Rudy Gobert's spot is it going to be fighting a line graduate uh, or not graduate, but uh, I guess three year fighting Illini, Kofi Coburn, <laughs> or is it going to be Taco Fall, or is it going to be uh, you know who are they going to stick back there? Well, do they even stick anybody back there in the modern NBA? Do you go play one of them? Do one of them one hundred and forty point teams where you score hundred forty Washington type team? I'm not necessarily saying that, but do you need a big bruising? centre these days. Do you get away with an, a guy that's a four slash five um, that are available uh, yeah. that Utah have probably got? They've got a new coach. They're not going to play the same way they did under Quinn Snyder 
is Donovan Mitchell even going to be there? Um, I've, I'm kind of glad that the only thing I'm disappointed with is they've got Danny Ainge as GM and he is a swindler from draft picks, but I kind of wanted to see Utah suck. I don't know. Yeah. Even I think when, they're still getting, I think they're going to be pretty mediocre, but they might still squeeze in the playoffs. No way. No way are they making the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell is one West of these. The West kind of stinks. No, no. There'll, there'll be there'll be 10 teams fighting out for 10 positions there. But under you that. Don't think, you don't think Mitchell could blow up this year. They have, uh, who else they have in that team? Well, is Mitchell uh, going to stay? What? Yeah, see, that's what I was going to say is, well, they said they're going to rebuild the team around Donovan Mitchell. So, But who said that? That's Did the, Danny Ainge say that? I thought Ainge said that. No, I don't think he has. I think the media are saying that, that they either get rid of one or the other. But we've seen Danny Ainge do this before. And I'm, I'm not saying he's the world's best GM. I, I don't think he is. But he has form. He did this in Boston. Um, he, he's able to put a broom through a rebuilding roster really well. And that's, that's what he does. Does he have the finishing off prowess of, of say, a Presti or a um, San Antonio front office? No, I don't think he's got that. But but he gets value for money out of his have, trades. It's still some guys, if, if they didn't do anything, you could see how they could still do something with this team, though. <laughs> if, they, if they got another... If they got a not Rudy, Rudy Gobert player. Yeah, but you've got to get that player in. They have Donovan then, Mitchell, you have Clarkson, you have Bogdanovich, you Mike Conley, whatever. Um, yeah, uh, but none of those are superstars. And I think my point was I think Donovan Mitchell, outside of playing with Rudy Gobert, is too inefficient to be the second best player on a team. He's, he's one you of don't these. Think- He's as good as Zach Levine. You don't think he would no, be as good as Zach Levine? I really? don't think he's as good as Zach Levine. Right. Um, I think he's... He's not as good of a shooter. Not as good of a shooter. And like Zach Levine's decision-making isn't like top 5%. It's but it's getting better. And I think Donovan Mitchell's actually sucks balls. You see him at suck. times, he comes down the court and he just throws up a shot and you're like, what? This, that wasn't has, the time to little- do that. Has a little bit of um, his his uh, he's in the wrong era, don't you think? Yeah. He's more of a he's two thousand eight type player, you know. <laughs> yeah, two thousand eight, two thousand twelve, grind, grinder, uh, Wade style, you know. Yeah, player. Yeah, and he gets to the basket. Don't get me wrong; he can create his Kobe, own shot. Kobe, Kobe like guy who's going to put up you know twenty six shots or thirty one shots in a game, and but, you know. My issue with, with doing that in the modern NBA is because we're not playing behemoths that are slow now, the, once you get there, you've actually got to be able to finish effectively over smaller players, not over bigger players, but guys that are making ground like your Draymond Greens, like yeah. your Gary Payton Juniors that can collapse defences and um, and actually smother you. So I'm fine with Utah sucking. I hate Utah, so I, I don't care. Okay, um, so that's good. It's good for me. I don't yep. like this state. I don't like the state of Utah. Uh, it's very pretty. <laughs> yeah, one of the prettier states for sure. The arches, all that stuff. Arches National Park, Zion. <clears throat> but you know, 
Warren Jeffs and all them guys. Yeah, I just finished watching that this week. <laughs> but, that weird. Oh, creepy. Now, what is your most hated NBA franchise for whatever reason? Maybe it's because you hate that state. Maybe it's the Pacers or it's uh, Detroit, Detroit and Indiana. Detroit <laughs> and Indiana are <coughs> always going to be my least favorite. Okay. I, hate, I, I hated those those um, Indiana teams. I think I might have hated – I was old enough, uh, older than where those Indiana teams were truly um, irritating to be around. Um, the Pistons, I was a little bit young for the for the bad boy Pistons. Yep. Although Lambeer, every, I mean, you didn't, I don't know how old. I was six, seven years old, and nobody nobody could stand him. Great coach, though. He's been a like legendary coach yeah. of women's basketball. And then um, if I had to pick one outside of, like, the division, um, I mean, the Knicks, you know, but it's not even funny to, like, dislike the Knicks anymore. Yeah, because they're such a um, shitty franchise. I don't know. I guess Miami. But yeah, I agree with Miami. Like, the the way the national media, like, Raves about them, and I, like I get they jerk it. off Miami a lot. It's, yep. There's there's a lot of Miami jerk off going on. I mean, I uh, I don't I don't doubt that Pat Riley has had a truly phenomenal you know life in basketball. You know, obviously, but um, I mean the guy has sort of just been like a mafia boss in basketball <laughs> more than anything, right? I mean, there's not really not a lot of magic to being like, well, uh, what if LeBron wanted to come play in Miami? And you're like, oh, shit, really? Yeah, but you, that. But how many other places, the Lakers, have we seen stuff that shit up where you've got like a, a the perfect location where people want to hang out and oh, it's the true. franchise I, still sucks balls? I, I agree that he does have – I mean, listen, to, for all the jokes, he, he clearly understands what it takes to make a winning team, right? There yep. are pieces of winning basketball that are not just having Wade, LeBron, and Bosch. And we saw that, right? It was it was not easy for those three guys to win <laughs> no. two titles. Um, it, was, it was tough. But... Um, you have to... You need these other little... Bits and bits and pieces that were ended up being really important. I think that team right now is really interesting to watch, but they are a little bit slog sometimes yeah. too. Yep. Um, and they have a great coach. I mean, that's the thing. That's the other thing is that they have uh, the, like one of the best coaches in the in the league. I mean, yeah, but like <sighs> that's the that's thing a little about bit the of NBA genius like, though too, right? I mean, you get the great coach, you. Um, you yeah. get you you try to get a couple of winning players on the team. That's what the Bulls had to get going. I mean, the Bulls yep. had some good players on the team, but they had nobody who could win a game. And I think that's what bringing DeRozan is uh, was really the biggest thing to get him over the hump. He obviously played great, and that helped. But he's he's got a winning mindset. I mean, you know, he hasn't won any titles, but he won a lot of games, and that's something the Bulls were not doing. So yeah, yep. The um, I don't know the value of a coach in the NBA. I understand the value of off-court leadership, and I think that's where Popovich is still great. That's where Spolster is great. A bad coach, a bad coach can do a lot more damage than a good agreed. coach can do yep. good things. Yep. Obviously, a good coach can add 
will add wins, especially good coaches who are like good at the actual basketball part of basketball, like out of timeouts. Well, see, I think that's uh, overrated, the, the out-of-timeouts thing, because how good was Brad Stevens? He was the greatest. I don't, the, I don't think it's the play drawing up so much as, like, the getting the right guys on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Get the right know. guys on the floor when you have and, – and manage the clock. That's, those are things that will get you yeah. an extra win or two at the end of the year that you might need, you know, uh, especially if you're a team that isn't super good, and that's where the coaches can make a big difference is where you have, like – a pretty okay team. Like one of those Miami teams that somehow got in in the five seed and you're like, what is this? Why is this team here? And it's because they'd win like four extra games because they figured out the clock better than fucking Charlotte or whatever. You're like, okay, well, (laughs) there you go. Yeah, whatever. Now, maybe I'm like pining for the era of basketball I grew up in, but I want coaches with personality. I want more Don Nelsons. Back. Oh, we all love Tibbs, right? I mean, who didn't love Tibbs more <laughs> <Yeah>. than <laughs> Except he's one of those coaches that might actually cost you a few few games throughout the year because of his management off court. It'll either be that one or the other, right? I mean, with the Bulls, those Bulls, a couple of those Bulls teams, he probably was worth fifteen wins. But um, regular season wins, the, but they were probably yeah, so oh, exhausted yeah, by the time yeah. they got to the playoffs that they had That's nothing right. left. You were so hungry for a decent team; it was it was worth it. Um, the, uh, uh, yeah, there aren't many left like that. I, I guess, um, you know, Steve Kerr is an interesting person in general. He's not the most like personality heavy sideline presence of any, by any stretch. No, but Uh, like you compare Steve Kerr, who is charismatic, like he's, he's not like that, like crazy sideline guy to somebody like Steve Nash, like since Steve Nash has been and Jason Kidd have been in head coaching roles, they're like cardboard cutouts of themselves. Like, yeah, Jason Kidd was sneaky when he, he bumped over the water boy to get him, to buy himself a timeout. But, like, otherwise they're like just coasting on their name. They don't have a personality. Like Steve Kerr has a personality. You know he stands on social issues. Um, you know Kerr how he and- manages players Kerr Popovich Tibbs you know um Spolstra I mean I like Billy Donovan as a coach he's a good coach but he's a pretty white bread pretty white bread coach yep um he's really made himself look even better because Jim Boylan was the coach before him so that's true like even Phil Um, Jackson I loved me some Phil Jackson we love Phil Jackson Doc you know Doc's got some Mark Jackson Mark Jackson is a terrible TV personality. I, I know. That, that's why I loved him as a coach. He was fucking awful. He hurt those Warriors teams. But Man, he had a personality. Good. It's true. Let's see if any of these – I'll see if any of these summer league coaches have some life to him. We'll find out. Uh, I'm going tomorrow, Tony. I'm going to go see uh, uh, Portland and uh, Detroit and uh, Houston and Orlando. Uh, that's going to be an exciting – is it – Houston and Orlando playing each other. Yeah, yeah. Houston and or yeah, number three and number one, and then uh, number five and number seven. I think. Yeah. Yep. So that'll be a nice one. Uh, I'm skipping the opening act, which is the influencer game. There's an influencer game before. Really, Tony. you're skipping that? Like. I don't want to see. I don't really care about seeing whoever uh, white. White Iverson was one of the guy's <laughs> names, I think. That can't Played be basketball real. basketball against, against DJ Cole. 
Who? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who any of them are. There's like 20 of them, too. No clue. Uh, I will be skipping that. Uh, might go have a Fuku burger before, and that's and that'll be that'll be enough for me. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun, and I'm going back Sunday, so a lot of a lot of go see Bulls Knicks on Sunday. So a lot of basketball this week. They're just wrapping up the Salt Lake they summer are. league. That's where OKC okay, so are playing. I don't know why they do that, but Utah were the first ones to start summer league, and they like to continue it on with with three teams or six teams or whatever the fuck they do there. It's not many teams in Salt Lake. Four. Four, yeah. yeah. But you did ask a a question in the show notes that I don't think I actually uh, covered, and you're asking the over-under weight. Yeah, I was going to – I threw this out to uh, a couple of my friends yesterday, the over-under of the Oklahoma City starting lineup, Summer League starting lineup weight. Uh, I – I, I think I think I know. I, I was going to say nine hundred pounds. I'm going to take the under. Uh, He's going to get under, just, uh, under, just under under nine under nine hundred. Um, at some point, I will look that up, and we will find out the answer next week. Uh, I think it's probably boy. What's nine hundred get you to? That's like that's less than two hundred pounds a player. Yep. Okay, but here's what they started today: Chet Holmgren. Under 200. He's, he's 195, yeah. Josh Giddy, right around 200, a little under. I think under. 200 on the dot would be my guess, yep. yeah. Um, J-Dub, I think it is. It's one of the Jalen Williams. There's, there's two on the roster. The Jalen's spelt differently, but that's the only way to tell them apart. He's under 200, easy. Um, Lindy Waters the third, under 200, easy. Yeah. And the other guy starting at small forward or power forward, at one of the forward positions. Oh, they've actually got it listed at centre, but that's wrong. Is it uh, uh, whatever the... the, the Poku. Uh, Alexei Pokoshetsky. Yeah. He's, he's like 165 pounds. He's teeny. Yeah, he's put on, I think, five pounds. But, yeah, he is tiny compared to Chet. And <laughs> that's a scary yeah, problem. I don't know. I think it's right around there. I think it's right around nine hundred. That'd be my guess, but that's pretty funny. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty. They're pretty weeny. Yeah, pretty pretty wiry looking team. It's pretty wild. But uh, yeah, excited to go over there, Tony. It was uh, it was an exciting Independence Day weekend here in the states uh, for a number of reasons, uh, uh, including there being what there being a. Uh, yet another dangerous uh, or, uh, shooting over there, and right by, not far from from my old hometown. In fact, Tony, I guess maybe about forty five minutes from from my old town there. Uh, pretty fucked up, huh? Yeah, that, uh, but it, it's kind of like you were after you Uvalde. It's like, yeah, and and this is after like listening to podcasts that spoke about. The NRA and and the power that the NRA got, and it's like, well, is the left actually going to get their ass into gear and actually challenge some of these techniques? Like the NRA has so few members, but has such great power, and nobody's challenging them. And it's like, yeah, I would rather talk about um, a couple of other things. Um, One that's non-US based, and one that is a hundred percent US based. And we had a Formula One weekend. Formula One Grand Prix over the weekend in Great Britain. And we had a big crash and the race was red flagged. 
and normally that's a spectacular thing, but there was also a bunch of protesters that got onto the track and it was just right. coincidence that the race was already red flagged. Now these were um, like environmentalists, like the hardcore extinctionists, mm. environmentalists, and they laid down on the track and but not only put themselves in danger if they came through at racing speed but could have also killed a driver uh, or a marshal. And it's like, okay. yeah. The, the the name of the group was given in the press. Uh, there were certain celebrities that were supporting them, and it's like, I support your right to protest, but when you are putting people that aren't involved with the cause in danger, like this was serious danger, and it was coincidence that there was a red flag. It's like, should you be? Um, promoting this cause i haven't named the group i know exactly who they are it's like yes i love the ability to protest and i think disruption is great but when you're putting innocent lives at risk it's like yeah that's where it gets icky for me (laughs) i can't pick another word yeah i mean it's uh it's the it's you know it's the PETA thing you know is it i mean as much as i um, in fact, to a degree, I even understand that there's going to, there's likely a future in my life where I'm not eating meat anymore, yeah. more than in all likelihood. Um, I, uh, I also, at the same time, there, there's a lot of just sort of stunt, stunt protesting that's going yep. on, which feels more, um, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like the impact it's, it's got Westboro Baptist vibes about it in a weird way where it's more about doing something aggressive than actually changing anyone's beliefs. Yeah. Um, or it's about drawing in the most um, extreme of, of lunatics into your fold. Yeah. And, and that- I guess I don't know how beneficial that is, you know, I no. mean, I, at the same time, I'm sure groups like P- even PETA do great, you know, they do good and meaningful work as well. Um, beyond the like just insanity but um i uh i don't know there's also like a measured approach to some of this stuff that maybe would be more impactful in the grand scheme of things i don't know you know what i mean then again i don't know maybe it is just like maybe that maybe there maybe we're both wrong and the and the real out out Put, maybe it's not for the of, of anything that you really believe in is like you have to go totally insane. I don't I don't really know because yeah, trying to take like a measured approach hasn't really been super impactful either. So. I'm not saying you need to take a measured um, measured view of this, and and your protest should all be permit permit driven, and you shouldn't right. uh, be involved in in stunts and whatever else. But just don't put. Innocent people's lives. Yeah, in danger. you don't have to kill anyone, right? Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, it's like the anything. other we thing I, I wanted to. We don't talk. need to say somebody should be killed. We don't need to go and try to kill anybody. We don't. Yeah, need to put anyone's life in danger, unless they're. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to finish my sentence. <laughs> Anyways, Tony, move the, on. Okay, the other event I wanted to talk about was another protest that we had during America's greatest sporting event. On the fourth of July, which of course is oh, the uh, the hot, hot dog eating yeah. contest. Mm. See, this was another form of protest. Solomon I'm, Method was in play again. I'm not sure whether this protest was effective, but at least they tried something, and that's that's 
all I'm saying, like they didn't put anybody's lives in danger other than their own from getting choked out by Joey Chestnut. The Star Wars mask was a nice meme touch. Um, I didn't look at what their cause was, but I thought harmless protest. Was it Peter? Maybe it was Peter. I don't think it was Peter, but it, it was like a, a a a pig farming. But I didn't look up the actual name of the thing. But pigs are delicious. Now wait a minute. Now don't. Now don't. Isn't Nathan's an all beef dog? Yeah, but I'm sure it was a pig farming issue. But yeah, Nathan's is an all beef Frank. I mean, listen, there's plenty of problems with beef farming. We all know that, but. Well, uh, yeah, in America. Um, I think in Australia. Yeah, you guys have like the good beef or whatever. We have, we have, I don't mean, I don't really eat it very often, but. Uh, yeah, no. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, um, I, I'm pretty sure Nathan's is an all beef dog. <laughs> Uh, I don't eat a lot of Nathan's, so that's all right. I did eat hot dogs on July Fourth, Tony. I, I had a, I had myself some Chicago style he- Hebrew Nationals, uh, and they were delicious. But wow, yeah. I'm just trying to put, find put a little my hot dog, put a little that Chicago hot dog sauce on there. Now, what uh, is the Chicago hot the, dog sauce? Is it like it's just, just all the toppings mushed up into a bottle? Okay. So it's, it's mustard good. and relish <laughs> and mustard, relish, pickle, tomato, onion, uh, just kind of blended up lightly, uh, stirred up together, spore pepper and celery salt. And instead of having to buy all those little things, especially if you're somewhere out here, you can just pour it, pour it right there onto your uh, hot dog. And it was actually delicious. It was nice. And you can use that and make other stuff. I, my favorite idea was stir it into your cream cheese and make a bagel, make a cream cheese for your bagel. Oh, nice smear. Yeah. A little Chicago smear on there. Nice. And didn't you have it with uh, sausage rolls? I did have it with the sausage roll. It was delicious, yeah. I, I think if I did it again, I would put it into like yogurt or um, or something and dip it like that, like, a, okay, like a, gotcha. into Greek yogurt or into like a, essentially make a Chicago sauce like tzatziki or something and, and dip the sausage roll into that. I think that would be pretty good. Yeah. Good, good choice. Um, but, I just like tomato yeah. ketchup. That's my go-to. With just a hot likes, dog. I know. Yeah, I, I had it with the with the ketchup, and I actually um, I liked it. I liked it with the because it's very it's a very sharp sausage, very savory sausage. Yeah. So the yep. packed the with, ketchup is, is sweet, so it's sort of nice against it. Yep, packed with umami. Oh, just a note on umami. Guess what I picked up at the local Asian grocers. Uh, oyster sauce, uh, hoisin, uh, not, not sauce based, um, and not durian. Umami, durian was available, uh, but I decided not MS, to MSG. Absolutely uh, nailed it. Oh, MSG. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that Hell is yeah. umami like distilled. I mean, yep. It was actually branded as, um, umami flavoring. I thought, I mean, I have some of that. I have one that's, um, it's mushroom umami like seasoning from uh, Trader Joe's. No, this is just it's the, good. It's very salty, but it's it's good. This is just the um, white powder, just a hundred percent MSG. There was the whole ripoff in the past in in the eighties and nineties here in Chicago, where people thought MSG in the Chinese food was giving them headaches. Yeah, that was racism. But there's no. That was racism, of course. Yeah, no, it was racism, and because uh, like, well, if you eat a tomato, yep. You eat a that cabbage. In fact, contains some some of that there monosodium glutamate. Glutamate. Yep. Yeah. You eat a mushroom. That it's packed. Tomato and mushrooms are the two biggest, along with cabbage. 
Um, Most of my favorite foods have it. Parmesan yeah. cheese must has a lot of it, yep. I believe. Cupy mayo has a ton of it. Well, that's artificial. Mm-hmm. Every snack food in the world has MSG in it. Um, Cheetos. Cheetos. Yeah. Uh, twisties. Burger rings. Tubes. Takis. Oh, uh, Tony, I had a good snack the other day, speaking oh, of. Exciting. Um, brought in some like little chippies in it. Corey's closed. I was going to bring that up. Corey's is closed. Just for a couple weeks, though, they're um, they're expanding. They <laughs> took over. They took over the whole strip mall. So they're in a little strip mall there, and there was always this empty space next to them called like it had been a few different things, like a baby store, and then recently it was like a portrait store. Good, go do a picture. Like, <laughs> like who the does family portrait. pictures anymore? You know, yeah, right. Yeah. So they just they bought they they years and years people are like they should buy that space. You guys should buy that space and. I think finally it stayed empty long enough that the um, the real estate agent was like, or whoever the owner of the building was like, okay, fine, you know, here you take it because it's just sitting empty. And Corey's has been there for twenty five years, so <laughs> um, yeah, they're expanding. They they blew out the wall. Um, they're gonna have a much bigger space, have a little bigger tasting space, have a big patio. They put new signage up already, but they're closed for two or three weeks while they. Well, they finalize everything, get everything settled. It's a little too dirty in there to, to be in there drinking. So, um, but we brought some snacks over in the snack. I picked up at Trader Joe's, Tony, were um, Cacio e Pepe flavored little um, like rice and corn puff things, like yep. little Cheetos essentially, uh, or, or cheese puffs. But they were, yeah, Cacio e Pepe flavored, and they were fucking good, dude. It's just like parm and black pepper taste. I mean, the yeah. best sounds delicious. and then i got some little little things that were like um you ever have like a poppadum cracker oh of course like a little lentil chickpea yep. curry ish tasting cra- yeah those are really good too i got some of them well ours aren't always curry flavor like we have salt and vinegar versions of that because hey we we just have one i've ever seen i picked up at trader joe's and i would say it had a very delicate um sort of masala Yep, we'll say taste. Um, and I like and, those uh, papadam crackers, but is it better than the budgie mix that you get, like the Indian like noodle and and lentils? You know, we just got that too. How good is that um, with a beer? I, it is good. Yeah, I, we just got that too. That's like, but they call it like, oh, I don't want to say something that's not the right thing of what it is, but it has a say it. It's it, fine. it had a name that I can't remember the name. But it has all those uh, the little noodles yeah. and the little like uh, almost looks like little checks or like little cracker things in there. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah, those things. And they have a masala flavor with them. They're yep. really delicious. Um, yeah, that stuff's good. Yeah, goes great with a beer. And, and I, I've been addicted to these chips we have, Tony. That are uh, they're lentil and quinoa tortilla chips. Okay, and I think they're, but, but I think they're they're still corn based, but they've just mixed in some of the lentil and quinoa, which gives it like a. I actually like the texture, and there's this little bit of starchy, uh, not starchy, but just like a rich flavor to them from the lentils or the beans. Yep. Or whatever. it's really good. I think they're just sprinkling garlic powder on them too, which also sort of takes over the top. Yeah, they're delicious. I put some. You dip those in some of this. Uh, the. The, this like peanut salsa I bought, it's good as hell, dude. Spicy, nice. Now I did look up the protesters at the hot dog contest, and yes, they were protesting a pig farm, the Smithfield 
um, death star. Okay. Um, so, yeah, they were protesting about pigs at an all-beef event. Really quite weird. <laughs> hey. Did they – was there any – I mean, I know there's a number of eating contests that they take, that they do, right? Or, I mean, don't they do well, – maybe not. They do the chug contest. I saw the chug contest. Badlands won year. that. Badlands took that down. Nice job, Badlands, chugging the pink lemonade. Um, so he's a hero. You know, he fill is. it with barley wine next time. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, I know they do the hot dog, but they, I mean, they're not doing anything else, aren't nope. they? They're not doing no, – like, they're not eating – not at yeah. Nathan's. And um, just big ups to the guy who finished third who happened to be an Australian. So Props I saw him. that. Yeah, that was a big that was a big win for you guys. That's very good. Um, yeah, I ate two hot dogs, Tony, and I was actually feeling pretty full. <laughs> I love a hot dog I, in all its different varieties. Give me a dirty water hot dog. Give me a grilled yeah. hot dog. Give me a deep fried battered hot dog. Australian Tony fish and chips shop Tony. style. Right. Brian did not purchase a grill uh, for the 4th of July, which whatever, I wouldn't do anything for the 4th of July other than it was an excuse to eat a hot dog and have the day off. And drink seltzer. um, And drink seltzer. And um, uh, we just cooked them in a cast iron because I like them charred. So cast iron's great too. Put them on the cast iron, charred them up a little bit, put a little topping on there. Yeah, I I like a good char. even braising them on cast iron, just throw a bit of water in there to get a bit of steam happening and then let the char take over after that. That's also a good way of doing them. But did you have – that was a guess that you had Celsius and then I looked at the show notes and apparently you did have Celsius. I did have you- some Celsius, yeah. So uh, Kelly actually had more than me. Uh, she was we, – we got the cocktail, Bud Light cocktail hour – of some of them's um what do we we only got through the tropical punch and the watermelon mojito uh the tropical punch is good they're sweet tony uh that's a problem for me they're sweet um but the tropical punch does taste good it has a hawaiian punch like um flavor to them the mojito little too it got it hit me in the toothpaste oh that's center. not good the mint the mint has a toothpastey quality to it um but the the one i did drink on my own was the new topo chico margarita flavors um, Ooh, that sounds delightful i like so I got topo's a, um pineapple flavor that's my go-to they're good topo so chico. i got the pineapple but in the margarita and tony it's pretty good it is sweeter so the margarita ones are sweet they they do have a sweet cocktail like element to them so you can't drink them. Uh, you can't put them down like you would the uh, the original. I, I think they're too sweet. They, they they'll give you a tummy ache if you put too many of them down. But it was it tasted good. I mean, nice and fizzy, you know, obviously, and um, the flavors were right. It just it was just a little bit too heavy for me with the sugar. But that's disappointing because like the thing with with uh, the pineapple, it's like perfectly balanced. It's not too tart. It's not fake pineapple. Just immensely drinkable. I was it. I was hoping for more, but uh, yeah. Now the we um, got, former... we got two left. We got to hit. The, I forget. I actually can't. I think. I think the other two in the uh, cocktail hour pack are lime margarita and strawberry daiquiri. Or the so, strawberry um, daiquiri. I yeah, I'm know. a little anxious about the strawberry daiquiri. We'll see if uh, yeah. see what that does for me. The um, 
don't know whether you're familiar with the X BuzzFeed um, crew, the Try Guys. Have you ever heard of them? No, I'm not familiar with them. Well, they did a ranking of salsa. Uh, and I'm just trying to find out their top two brands to see whether you've had either of the top two brands. I think, if I'm not mistaken, Malibu got dead last in their taste test. Yeah. Have you Malibu the- has seltzer. I've not had. I've not even seen the Malibu ones. I don't believe. Okay. Um, okay. Their top two were Press, which was like a all female brand. I think it's called Press. And the other one is called Nectar, which I believe has Asian flavours. So one of their okay. popular flavours is lychee, and that sounds okay. delightful. I could, that I sounds could, good. I would, I would have that, yeah. So you haven't had Press or... I haven't had Press. I've not had Nectar. I've seen Press. Okay. I'm not sure I've seen Nectar. Um, I'll keep an eye out for those. Uh, the I other did ones, see a number of other little random ones this time, though. But, yeah, what do you got? And the other one I think that was rated highly was Vizzy, and I, I'm pretty sure you've had Ooh. Vizzy, and you don't like it by the sounds of it. Uh, let me let me holler out here. Hold on. Hold on, Tony. Okay. I shall hold hey. on, and I'll try and... Hey, Kel, how was Vizzy? All right. Which, which, one, which Vizzy's are good? As good right, we're finding out what Vizzy is good. I wonder right, what Vizzy is good. Probably Guava. Oh, and the other one that came in the top four was one we've discussed on the show, Texas Ranch Water. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we had some of that too. What's the Vizzy's that are good? Yeah, we had Texas Ranch Water, Tony. Um, we both enjoyed Texas Ranch Water. It's very not sweet, which I like quite yep. a bit. And I, I think that's... Yeah. That was rated highly in, in this um, yeah. countdown. Uh, papaya passion fruit. Papaya passion fruit. Ooh. Busy. That's one That's... you got. Mm. And uh, uh, oh, that was the only one. That That's the only one. Far, but... There you go. Yeah, only need one. Hey, Topo, yeah, I only really the like the, the pineapple. Busies. But of course, and Kelly has also told me she said that she did feel a vitamin, a boost from the amount of delicious vitamins. Oh, I forgot that, that was it the was antioxidant. Of, it was one. full of it was full of yummy vitamins, and she doesn't know why they got sued. She, she the doctor <laughs> told her to drink them because they're so healthy. So uh, they're very tasty. Thank, Thank you, you. Kelly. thank you, Kelly, for that. <laughs> but did you yeah, have no the busy. Texas Ranch Water flavor? Texas Ranch Water, or did you go with? We just had we had lime. We had like straight down the middle of Texas Ranch Water with lime, and it was uh, it was delicious. Excellent. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I really, I was a big fan. Tony, uh, good. That was a good bullshit session. Why don't we uh, plug our way into the bullshit that our fans have decided to share into our Discord? All right, Tony. Actually, for in honor of our Discord, I'm opening a beer. Um, good and, man. And it is in honor of a uh, of one of our Discord listeners. Um, or our Discord participants. This is for you, my buddy, Cascade Dank. I picked this up from Tavor. This is Verdant. Little Verdant uh, Hazy. The Ooh. Fruit Car Site Exhibition Double IPA. Got this from Tavor this afternoon, in fact. Ooh, fresh delivery, then. 
So we're gonna we're gonna crack that open. Oh, nice, nice and haze. This is some haze in here, right? And this is nice. Nice light haze, uh, sort of straw color. You know, it smells haze. smells delicious. So this is from over the pond there. Uh, I was excited to get some verdant. Where is this at? Com- uh, no, it's imported by in Comstock Park, Michigan. The label feels so nice. The label has like a. You hear that, Tony? Oh, I love the texture the label. The label has like a texture on it. That's nice. Yep. Um, I like that. Yeah, this is really good uh, from wherever in England that it is. So super cool. Very excited to have that. Um, yeah, that's going to be good. So I'll, I'll let you guys know once I once I take a taste of it here. Let's let's start sifting into the Discord. Um, what do we got here, Tony? Let's start with the news. There's a new channel. Oh, that's right. I created a new channel. Uh, I would love for people to react to some of this stuff. I don't have any new ones in the last few days, but I did create a channel. I've called this channel Cora Potpourri. I'm sort of seeing if there's a show segment here, but I don't know if there is yet. (laughs) Um, that's why I created a discord channel. If you guys ever get anything on Quora, uh, you know, get in here and post it if you have a funny Quora headline. Uh, but a couple showed up in a couple days here that I felt like I had to put up here. Uh, they just they, for Quora. Are you familiar with what Quora is? I am, and it's always yeah, it's just like Yahoo. It's got like Yahoo Answers vibes, doesn't it? Well, that's exactly what it is. But yeah. when people say there's there's never a dumb question. Um, well, look at this Cora. Is at, yeah. <laughs> They've made a entire living for a corporation out of that shit. And I tell you what, you know what's worse than a bad answer? I mean, a bad question? A bad answer. And there are plenty of those, those on Cora. Uh, <laughs> I do have some new ones, so I'll put these up too. Um, so here's, here's a couple I had. Are mercenaries well paid? Was one that popped up here on Quora. What does El Chapo eat in prison? I like that one. <laughs> That's a favorite. And then my, my one of my new all-time favorites. What is the IQ of Eminem? So we're, we're sort of expecting a lot from that one, which would be including wanting Eminem to take an IQ test. Like, um, what makes you think that Eminem would have sat down and taken a Mensa exam to to see what his IQ was? And and why do we need the intelligence quotient of like a, a white nineties rapper? Like, what is your thought process behind po- posing that question? Surely that's come from an AI. Because what sort of human would think? I wonder what the IQ of Eminem is. Like, you think you so you think that came out of like okay, so you think a robot come up with that? Well, I do. Just just for that one, the others seem like just dumb people. Are mercenaries well paid? Well, of course they're well paid. Otherwise, they wouldn't be doing the job. Um, yeah, and that's I mean, relative it, to however it, they get paid in their own country. U.S. mercenaries get paid well for U.S. wages. Um, Angolan mercenaries get paid well for the general population of Angola. I just pulled that out of my ass. Somebody listened to somebody listened to Roland the Headless Thompson Gunner, and they're like, "Now, well, how much did Roland make for this?" Now. I wonder if, you know, uh, yeah, sure, he was a warrior from the land of the midnight sun, but nobody ever talks about what the check was when he when he went down there uh, to buy Afra, as it were. Um, what what does El, what do you think El Chapo eats in prison? He's in Mexican prison. I guess I my guess would be he's eating what Mexican prison food. 
Yeah, he's eating prison food, and if he's in Mexico, probably, it'll be Mexican prison food. If he's in, yeah, in I Australia, guess it'll be like probably probably better than American prison food. I mean, no, I guess I which is some of the worst shit in the agree. world. Maybe he's he's getting some silver service though, because he'd have to have like some guard he's got on the some, inside. He's got money. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's got money. Um, and then here's a new one I did pick up today, Tony. I love smoking, and I don't want to quit. Are there any precautions to keep my health? Yes, absolutely uh, so, there are. So, if, so I, how do you a, stay healthy while you're smoking? Use a filter. They keep it nice and smooth. Yeah. They keep the cough at bay. Always use a filter. There's a reason why tobacco companies came up with that shit and it wasn't marketing. It was for your health. They're looking out for you. Eight out of ten doctors in the 40s recommended smoking. Yeah. It, yeah so Just I go back that. to the I 40s. Would, um, I would also check out Slims. <laughs> Virginia Slims, I like it. I'll even. I'll it's like even a diet try. cigarette. It's, yep. it's, it's like drinking Diet Coke. It's diet cigarette. What about those clove um, cigarettes? Oh, those are good. Roll your own. That's another thing you could think about. Yeah, doing. finger exercise. Good. Menthol cigarettes, they soothe the throat at the same time. Yeah, you'll never get COVID. It's not. You'll, you'll, so that'll be one health win for you. Anyways, if you guys ever want to sign up for Quora or or don't, uh, I might post stuff there and talk about the funny shit I get on Quora. So Quora Potpourri, go check it out. Um, what else, Tony? There uh, was lots of hot dog talk in the, in the general channel. Grammar, a lot of hot dog chat. chat. Uh, grammar purist, grammar Nazi. Against. Congratulations, oh, grammar who? purist. Sorry, who? We don't have. We don't know who that is. Grammar purist. Yes. Uh, talked about your, your Aussie buddy here, Tony. Yes, he did. He was very disappointed. A um, little bit more jing- jingoistic than I remember Grammar Nazi. He thought he would have been more balanced in his reporting, but hey. Um, because, let's be honest, the American um, hot dog eating competition is a racist event at its core. Um, and they built Kobayashi up just to have him taken down by Joey Chestnut. Joey Chestnut, one of the nicest guys used as a pawn by the Nathan's Hot Dog Corporation to further the goals of Trump's America. Yeah, I was going to say, Joey Joey Chestnut seems like just a, a pawn in the machine here. Oh, but, absolutely. Uh, he seems like a relatively sort of jovial fellow with really no, like, not, not an ill bone in his body other than maybe whatever's ill is that is happening to him from eating 80 hot dogs at a time. And that isn't but, um, an ill bone. Yeah. That's an ill yeah. colon. Yeah. And Nick says, I uh, hope he's got plenty of Miralax. What is Senecot? Is that like a, um, Stool that's just like a Maylock section. Oh yeah. Yeah. They try to do tear up the bathroom. Um, but yeah, he had a, you know, the lady who won was, was here. Uh, congrats to what's her name. I forget. I forget the, the name of the winner, the women's side of it, but see women should be in with men when it comes to eating. They should be in the same competition. I believe they were split just for a, she still would have been pretty high up. Yeah. And that's the point. Right? Yeah. Like she wins the women's title and she gets paid jack shit. And when yeah. they were competing and placing high up, they used to get paid a lot more. And it's been shoved off onto a channel. The Professional Hot Dog Eating Association or Professional Eating Association 
is terrible. Major league eating is terrible. And I would encourage everybody to avail themselves of the horror that is the man that does those marvellous speeches at the top. He's a truly awful human being. And just be aware of that. Still enjoy the competition, but yeah, truly awful, awful man. I like some of the other things they do for eating contests. I, I'm, I'm always sort of a more, I, I'm, I'm sort of um, curious about the other ones. I know we, we, we make a big deal of the hot dogs, but um, you know, they're eating whatever, 150 pot stickers. They're eating 50 eggs, 50 hard boiled eggs. I mean, that sounds just Ugh. awful to do. Not, um, a, not as I mean, bad I, as oysters. Hard boiled eggs are filling, bro. I mean, like you can eat, I, I eat two of them things at breakfast and I'm like, Oh, no, that's a lot of egg. Yeah, but I'd rather eat egg than oysters. I love myself an oyster, but that texture after a while, I don't care how. No, see, dude, I don't know. I feel like I could eat. I feel like I could eat two dozen in about a second. But yeah, but could you eat six dozen in five minutes? No, no, no. of course not. But I could. Uh, 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 I do stand by that. I, you and I could finish a crave case. Oh, but we, we just have to eat. We just have to eat fast. Yeah, um, yep. I'm not in it for the long haul. After it goes yeah, outside that ten minute fast. window, forget about it. Yeah, it's done. Uh, yeah, Tony. So let's move on to beer chat. I do want to say here, as we get into the beer chat, I just took a sip here of the Verdant Fruit Car Site Exhibition. Tony, this is fucking delicious, actually. So <laughs> big ups to Cascade. This is a what, yummy, what? yummy, yummy hazy. Nice job, my man. Um, a lot of action in the beer chat. Good Lord, Crazy. look at all this chit chatter in beer chat. Oh my God, I can't even, I'm just scrolling. Ah, <laughs> um, the scrolling. Okay. So let's, let's get back to here at Nick Torque. Yep. Uh, he was still heading home. Uh, we got some beers from Port Augusta, Naked Objector from Little Bang Beer. Some nudity on there. I like that. He had your beer that you had last week, the, the Red Ale from Cooper's. He said it was pretty ordinary. But it's $16 um, a four-pack, which in Australia is a bargain. It's pretty good. Uh, Tony, you were drinking this Portello Jelly Cream Sour. So this is a winner from the Gab's Box. Well, no, this isn't from the Gab's Box. This is a legitimate Bad Shepherd um, release. So do you have port wine jello? It's like... No. Okay, so it's our go-to flavour of jello. At least it's the flavour that I think of as a childhood flavour. And this Our flavour of jello is red. Well, yeah, it's red, but we call it port wine. And you open it's up this beer... tastes like that. <laughs> and you drink it, and it tastes like the crystal smelled... And it's a, it's like a super light beer, super not sour, but boy, is it fucking delicious and does it bring back some childhood memories? Hell yes. Big fan of this beer for its like gimmickness. It embraces the gimmick. I love it. That's very good. All right. I like Nick Torque here doing the old double up. Double fist up. Pale ale, little pale ale uh, from Little Bang. And a little can of Negroni. I like the little can of Negroni uh, from, what's that, Four Pillars? Lars, Four Pillars? Four Pillars. I like the Negroni. Four Pillars is Australia's, like, they're like the 100-pound gorilla in, like, the um, modern gin scene. 
Like if you're not right. drinking Beef Eater or Gordon's and you're after something a bit more modern, Four Pillars is like the 100-pound gorilla in, in that side of the Australian spirit um, like market. That. Max Allotment drinking some carton. I'm always jealous of the carton. I want carton. Yep. This was called Pool 3% Lemon Lime Kolsch. Sounds yummy. Um, Nick Torque. Now, this was an interesting thing. I even showed I showed Kelly this when he posted it because I was fascinated by this. Okay. He was in Hondorf, South Australia. I don't yep. know. Have you ever been here? I have not. Have. But I have not. But I do. I am familiar with the history, and he is correct. This is a German enclave that goes back like 150 years, and like all. Everything about Handorf, without being touristy, has a German influence to it. So the street names have German influence to them. The architecture is German, Germanically influenced. This, this reminds me of, of, I mean, there are many places like this in, in the U.S. Um, uh, one famous one would be Solvang, California, which is a Danish colony where there's like fucking windmills and stuff. Yep. And then... Um, there's uh, uh, my favorite that I've talked about that'll be uh, there in about a month is New Glarus, Wisconsin, which is a Swiss colony. Oh, um, didn't where there are a that. number of there's a lot of Swiss architecture. Um, the geography you can see why the Swiss may have settled there. There is a very hilly uh, uh, topography to New Glarus, and there's a bunch of little Swiss um, places, and you can eat uh, pepper steak and schnitzel and all, all kinds of good stuff so um anyways so it looks like nick went to the local brewery they had a roush beer a porter and a stout all on point their beer menu looks very nice they got an Oktoberfest. they got a pilsner they got a roush beer pale ale double porter uh that's fun like that yep. and then he looked popped into the old little restaurant here for some yep. pretzel worst and some uh, Hofbrau Maybach, which yep. is a great, great, great combo. Very nice. I love the Hofbrau beers. We have a Hofbrau house here. Uh, it's full. It's very tacky, I think. Oh, of course. Um, they, they are everywhere also, in the world. The beers, are just, the beers are just good. So there's yep. no no arguing with that. The beers are tasty. Um, so, yeah, that's a good post, Nick. I love that. Um, what else we got? Uh, Corey posting some urban chestnut. Speaking of the, the Germans, um, urban chestnut, which is one of the few American breweries with a European location. Funny enough, um, they have a small brewery out in Germany. There, uh, this is some urban underdog lime that he's got on here with his, uh, along with his urban chestnut eight pack. Very jealous, Tony. I was drinking some some of the old fat gnome. I, I did week. see that. You son of a bitch. You just got to. Just got a big drop. Uh, all, you know, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Shelton Brothers out there. Shelton Brothers was like an importer here in the States for all these beers like Phantom and Three and Dre Fontanen and uh, Cantillon and so yeah. on. Are they no, no longer the importer? They went out of business. Oh. Uh, so now we have Lime Imports, who um, the folks over at Silver Stamp fucking pounded their fist on the table, Rose until they would bring beers to Vegas and who is the beneficiary, but Corey's and myself. And also when I go to silver stamp, silver stamp, but, um, theirs was just sitting in the fridge. I bought it. I drank it. Uh, it was absolutely fantastic. What a great, what a great funky green bottle Saison. You gotta love some, some phantom. Um, you sure do. 
It had been years since I had a Fantone. Very tasty. Nick um, took Nick a little walk. Some more posting. Grunthal Brew in, in Handorf. There looks good. Double IPA. Uh, we got the Mismatch Brewing Company uh, and the Hills Cider Company's drinking beers. We got Prancing Pony. I've uh, never which had made me Prancing think of like, Pony, but uh, I have. Yeah, had... I didn't think of the. Uh, I didn't think of the Lord of the Rings so much as I thought about like dressage. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. It looks really nice. The beers look delicious. I mean, looks like they have their shit together here. And yeah, I don't approve that that can, but hey, what can you do? The Adelaide Crows are a um, AFL okay, side so that I fucking Nick. hate. That is from the Adelaide. Blade Crows from what brewery is this? Mismatch. Mismatch. Limited edition can, I think, not limited edition beer. Uh, it's something we do with our football teams. I know Colonial, they do an Essendon theme can from time to time. Um, Richmond, another football team, uh, they pair up with a brewery. Um, yeah, but they can go fuck themselves over that can. And then we have Max Allotman. This is a great beer. Actually, this is a style of beer I love. This is a Hefeweizen dry hopped with Simcoe and Citra. And you're going to say, that's nuts, uh, Griff. You don't, you don't make no sense. Yes. Ah, but there is uh, Solomoth, a brewery in Naperville that I talked about a lot here over the years. One of their first beers was a beer called Yarn Bomb. It was a Hef that was dry hopped with a bunch of American hops, and I loved it. It was so refreshing and tasty and dry. Very, very good. Um, Max says, uh, yeah, this one, the Bendy Vice by... Neshaminy Creek, I'm going to say, uh, 5.2%, uh, great on a 95-degree day. The picture of the bartender, like, dead-eyeing the camera is very funny to me. Um, I got, I was giggling at that, so he's, he snuck the bartender into his, uh, into his picture. Very funny. So, <laughs> nice photo bomb by her. Nick Tork tearing Nick up. Tork at the Robe Town Brewery, 30 varieties on tap. He had the Agosa, a Sour Extra Pale Ale, a Great Scott Tart Porter, Wolverine Caramel Barley Wine, Dark Farmhouse Quad, and then a final stop at the Great Ocean Road Brewhouse in Apollo Bay. Back in Victoria. Good Lord. My man, that is a heroic journey. So shout out to Nick Torque for all the content. You yep. filled at least 20, 30, 40 minutes of this show. So <laughs> congratulations. Um, Cascade Dank on the Cloudwater. Uh, that's a brewery I can't wait to go to when I when I hit over the um, to the uh, uh, to old London town there. Uh, he's heading to the Cloudwater Tap Room hopefully next Thursday and lo- this coming Thursday, uh, tomorrow in London. Very cool. Today, if you're listening to this. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> shit. He's already there right now. Cascade, tell us how it is. Um, T Woods out there drinking some Metropolitan in Chicago jelly. Very jealous of that on a nice uh, uh, 4th of July day. And then Nick was back drinking, drinking some beer at home. Yeah. Welcome home, Nick. Time to get drunk again. You got to respect it. And he had some Big Shed. Big Shed, a brewery that I'm a huge fan of. The Gay Time Ale is one of the beers that sticks out in my head. Gay Time, of course, a Australian icon in the, like, fancy, like, not fancy, but it's like a ice cream on a stick. It's not a popsicle. 
it's an ice cream on a stick with like biscuit crumbs on the outside delicious gay time they did a great beer in tribute to that so i imagine their new england ipa would be on point but talking about um other food companies that uh have put out beer you posted something that i hope for shit isn't real yeah i posted um a little picture I, I've stumbled upon here, Tony, is from the uh, brewery over there, uh, the gang at Oscar Meyer. Tony, you guys get Oscar Meyer shit? We do not. Uh, good. All right. Uh, they make lunch meat, you know, like mass-produced, processed meat. Yep. So somebody somebody's cooked up some cans here uh, of three new barley wine variants from Oscar <laughs> Mayer. Uh, these are quite clearly f- faked. Yes. Uh, um, we have the ham and cheese barley wine with uh, ham, added ingredients, and smoke flavor. So a rash beer barley the, wine. We have a smoked barley wine, yeah. We have the original mm, we have the original bologna barley wine. Tony, you guys have bologna no, I think our nearest... Um, More Modella, probably. Well, that's not Indigenous to Australia. I, I was going to say we do have um, an Indigenous um, mystery meat substitute called Straz, um, which would probably... It isn't close to bologna because it's not fine enough. This is more chunky. It's closer bologna to... Bologna like, is more of a emulsified meat like mortadella, yeah. Yeah. Um, but without any of the like little... You know, the tasty little bits in there. You know, yeah, you get the, the pistachio and all that shit that you get in the, yeah, you know, the olive, olive. olive and stuff. This is just like heavily emulsified meat goop that's yeah. then like boiled in a big casing, right? And, yeah. Um, but my and point sliced, being... And, and, it's, it's, and it's good. I, I loved it when I was a kid. I, <laughs> I, I still like it. It's horrible. God awful for you. But. but it's indigenous to America. It's not an Italian product is... Just no, nope, it's, it's not, and I would say any meat blend of it is closer to its own thing than it is to mortadella, for sure. It's not yep. spite. It doesn't have the, like, body of mortadella. It's different. Well, but um, I used to love it when I was a kid. Me and my dad would eat it. Uh, you squirt a little. I mean, this is this is some, some fucking down-home shit right here. You s- splap a little ketchup on your white bread and throw two slices of bologna in there, and you're in, you're in heaven, right? You know? Well, if you're in Australia, get a couple of slices of Straz, fry that shit up. Some fried straws, delicious tomato ketchup on the bread. Fried well, that's what we do. Sandwich. Well, that, that's very close to to United States application of bologna. A, a fried yeah. bologna sandwich is a very popular thing to do. You crisp, you crisp up the bologna, crisp yep. up the bologna, throw it on a couple of pieces of buttered toast, maybe uh, maybe some ketchup, maybe 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 put some pickle on there if you're feeling adventurous. Oh, that's fancy. But is bologna uh, close to spam in texture and flavor, or is it different no, to that? No. Now, now, spam, spam is spam has more chew to it. Yep, big fan of spam. Actually, I think it's underrated as an ingredient. I like spam. Yeah, no, I like it. I mean, hey, if you like spam, Tony, Las Vegas is the place for you. I know because we are spam, spam running high with spam here with the Hawaiians. In town, yeah, so. the Hawaiians and the um, Pacific Islanders, and even the Japanese and Koreans use a lot of spam. All right, Tony, make, make a note that we will eat spam masubi when you're here. We will get some spam spam masubi. Absolutely. Uh, you, you will love them. You get a little, you get a little bit like teriyaki or soyaki type sauce on there. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. 
Now there was for a while. There was one final beer that I have had. That one more here. Yeah. Nick talk. Oh no! I wanted to get the last Oscar Mayer is the oh. olive loaf, and olive loaf is really just bologna with little olive clumps in there. So, yep. so um, it's just like bologna but better. And this one had uh, some pimentos and green olives in it. Mm. That's some barley wine for you, Tony. Um, so that's like a a goza meets um, barley wine meets meat. <laughs> Mm-mm-mm. I'm thinking about it. I'll be thinking about it. And Tony, what was Nick Torque's last beer here? It's a beer that I've had. Um, I don't know whether he had more than one, but there's a trilogy of beer that uh, Brick Lane put out of their Imperial Stouts, and they are delicious. Some are aged in bourbon barrels, some are straight, some are adjunct. Um, there's three different beers, hence the trilogy of beer. They're all really good beers. They're, they're really expensive, but they are absolutely worth it. They are one of Australia's great hidden treasures. Um, next time I find some um, trilogy of fear, I'll definitely be getting some. So that that was a great way to top off a huge twenty days, Nick. That was an amazing yeah. travel that you went on. I think you covered seven thousand kilometres, which is about five thousand miles in your trip. Um, you could go. You could pretty much go uh, across. across Coast to coast in the U.S. and about at least halfway back. So that's pretty dang impressive. Um, I haven't even done coast to coast. I went from Chicago to Vegas. That's sort of ish. Close enough. (laughs) Close enough. Um, What else we got? In the kitchen, Tony P. Mac, our our other Australian friend here. KFC unveils Christmas in July feasts and matching jumpers for you. And your beloved pet. Oh my gosh! So we got some KFC. KFC, you said, is pretty pretty popular over there. Yep, it is. It's it's up there with McDonald's. These limited edition items are available for a short time only, so you need to be quick. KFC is is helping Australians celebrate July with a range of feasts for you and your pet. Now, for the Americans out there, a jumper is a sweater. Yes. Um, First released in 2021, KFC's Tis the Seasoning Sweaters for you and your four-legged friend have made an epic comeback. So you can get a little sweater from KFC. Now, is there food that you can get with this, or you just get a sweater? Okay, special Christmas in July feast to share with family and friends. So you get the two new limited edition Christmas Cranberry and Christmas Mojo. No, sorry, Mojo. (laughs) Christmas Mojo. I want some Christmas Mojo. Christmas Mayo Stuffing Dipping Sauces. KFC yeah. promises that you will slay your meal game and that fucking puss. Oh, sorry. Uh, <laughs> with this special feast. The limited edition feast includes 15 pieces of original recipe KFC, 12 nuggets, eight wicked wings, one large popcorn chicken, three large chips, one large potato and gravy, and a 1.25 liter drink. That's a big drink. That is. Um, See a fifth what fifteen pieces of chicken, twelve nuggets. That's pretty good. Oh, so you're you're ending up with thirty five pieces of chicken here. Yeah, plus this, the popcorn chicken. This is a That's family a nice, meal. This yeah, is this not, is a big family meal. I mean, fifteen pieces of chicken, family of four on its own is you know that's not yeah. that's not quite that's too much. You yeah. know, you need a big family here. Um, because what do you think you're eating here? I mean, I'm eating you know a I, piece I, of chicken. Two pieces of chicken, a nugget. I'm trying to whip. I'm trying to get a wing. 
Yeah. And maybe a little bit of this popcorn chicken. Yeah, the popcorn chicken's great. Chips. Jam the yeah. nuggets up your ass. KFC nuggets are not good, but their popcorn yeah, chicken nah, is delicious. I I I stand that. I'm a huge that. fan of the. I don't know if I like the. I I think as a kid I liked the potato and gravy, the mashed potatoes. Oh, it's so I good. I, the, I think there's something. Maybe it's better over there. I don't know. The thing I love about KFC mashed potato and gravy is the black pepper. A shit ton of black pepper in that in that gravy and mash. Um, you guys really have food it. that tastes different over there. <laughs> <laughs> now, I don't Ours know. It just tastes like salt. It all just tastes like salt. It's just salt. Oh, don't get me wrong. It is super salty. Are you guys having issues with a certain item in the food chain that is affecting fast food stores where you've needed substitutions? Do we have a certain item? Yes. Um, there is the wings issue for a while. Is that an issue for you guys? We had the wings thing. No, this is actually that seems over now. The issue we're having is iceberg lettuce. We cannot. No, I don't care about it. I don't care if you don't care about it. I don't really care about it. But my point being is, KFC and Subway have both had to oh, change right. their recipe yeah. and substitute cabbage. Subway were the first to do it. But yeah, you said that. That's interesting. Yeah. With KFC, it makes sense to me. Subway, yeah, but um, cabbage and chicken sandwiches, yeah, that goes together. So um, I don't know. I haven't. I haven't heard anything about. I no, yeah. I think it's mostly in Australia, Tony. It's actually one of the, the first thing that comes up is KFC Australia swaps lettuce for cabbage and burgers. Um, you know, Tony, iceberg lettuce. Where do I eat the most iceberg lettuce? How often do I eat it? I can't, I can't think of the the when I eat it. You don't go to a Chinese a, restaurant and do the 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 wraps with the oh, I forget what that's called with the um oh like lettuce wrapped yeah uh, yeah because that stuff's now, delicious. Uh, I I think um I think I often get it on my Jimmy John's sub or maybe my Capriati's. They'll put a nice um little bit of iceberg on there. It's okay. Uh, any shredded that's, lettuce that's is really bad. iceberg because you can't really shred any other kind of lettuce. Little gem or or that doesn't really yeah. shred. So all that. No, yeah, I mean, you know, you can you can you can chop up some spinach. That's about it. That's actually often what I do for stuff. But whatever. Um, all right, yeah, iceberg lettuce. That's interesting. They did send me. I just got a sun basket that had a nice thing of green leaf lettuce. Are making. Uh, I guess this is close to what you're saying. It's not Chinese. It's it's Thai. Yeah. But I have a I have a larb salad recipe. But you wrap it in the. I in love the, in the in the green. I love it too. And then green leaf lettuce. Yeah. Um. Yeah. There you go. Uh, Tony, what else is there? Anything that we haven't quite hit yet? Selfie um, uh, Central. Selfie Central. Ooh, we had, yep, so we do have a request that's gone out. I need to get this out here on the show um, real quick before I go to the other Celci things, I know. Okay. But um, uh, Kelawatt is out there looking for some entries into their actual Seltzer bracket. She'll be back here at the uh, beginning of August to give us the 2022 results of the Seltzer bracket. Um, would love it if we could get some more entries into that, some more recommendations. So if you have some, uh, probably, probably mostly U S, um, based, uh, 
seltzers, malt, malt-based only, malt-based seltzers, none of your canned yep. cocktails, yummy as they are. Um, well, I've made a couple. Uh, feel free to throw those out there. Okay, he's got a couple. During the show. Um, I would say I'm not sure whether she had Corona in her bracket last time. Add that. All right, Corona. Um, Mike's Hard Lemonade have a seltzer. Not sure whether it's malt-based. Yeah, we're going to be talking about that, yeah. Malibu, of course. Um, and everything else I think she had covered, other than those top two brands, Press and Nectar. See if she can get hold of some Nectar. But we did have um, – Corey did come in with the forehand seltzers. I'm going to try to hunt those down, um, the forehands ones. They're very good. We had – I've had the um, – I had one that was called, like, Tiger Blood. Ooh. Are you familiar with the Tiger Blood flavor? I, I feel like I should be. But- it's like a bunch of snow cone flavors mixed together. It's it's pretty good. <laughs> um, but I but I really liked it. Nick Torque put this video up, if you guys haven't seen it. That's the sucking on a chili dog song. That's very funny. Um, but here we go. So Corey posted this up. This is a, on food and wine. Uh, this hard seltzer is brewed with leftover hot dog water. So uh, a Texas brewery, I, I'm guessing this is Martin house. Let's find out. Cause I actually have not looked at this link. I did not prepare for the show. Tony <laughs> Shocker. I have not looked at this link, but my guess, my guess is that this was brewed by Martin house, who is the brewery that makes the pickle, Gosa, and here we go. Hot dogs are an in- integral part of summer, but a brewery in Fort Worth, Texas may be pushing the boundaries of summer hot dog consumption. They're releasing a hard seltzer brewed from leftover hot dog water. Ha- Martin House Brewing Company. I have nailed it again, Tony. Martin House Brewing Company has done it. Uh, uh, built their They built their reputation of bizarre products, be- beers made with salsa verde and mustard pickle. Uh, blah, 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 blah. They make their awesome sauce hard seltzers. And this will be a 5.2% hard seltzer made with the leftover water from 52 pounds of boiled frankfurters. Put me down for a case. Uh, you want the hot dog, hot ham water? Remember hot ham water from Arrested Development? Yeah. This yep. is, this is some hot ham you, water. Like, you're a rash beer fan. Like, this is not going to be. I would try this. It's, well, I, I, you know, as much as I like Roush beer, I'm not sure I like hot ham water. Uh, watching, uh, you know, Lindsay and um, Buster, uh, I'm not sure if I don't believe that Roush beer is um, watery with the smack of ham. That's not really the taste. I, I, I would suspect this is going to be. It's watery. But with the smack of hot dogs, I, I think that's going to be what the taste of this is. I think it's going to taste more like water than it is like anything else. Okay. But I, I'm down. Um, I'm down with it. I, I like the I'll idea. I'll try it. I, even if it's Can a you imagine gimmick. buying a 12-pack of it? Yes, I could. <laughs> yeah, get a 12-pack of hot dog water. Mm, how long does that sit in your fridge for? That's brutal. <laughs> a fair while. Um, Agent like yeah, a I threw a line. picture in here of the uh, margarita seltzer that we talked about. Um, and that was really about it. So, uh, Tony, I think, I think we can move on actually. And why don't we talk about our Griff's Lager of the Week? Griff's Lager of the Week. Tony. Do I need to go back to the 
legends? Do I have to go back to the legend of frame? Chris Logger Week. I think I do. I think the Logger of the Week is the Pilsner from Hood River's own Freem Brewing. Nailed <laughs> it. Uh, I don't have another one. I think that was the. I drank two of them uh, the other day. Um. I bought. I drank one last week when we recorded. It's just so nice. There's. Uh, I. I'm not sure. I drank uh, much other lager. I, I guess I did have one at Silver Stamp the other day, but I can't. You know, it wasn't memorable enough for me to. For me to um, roll with it. I did drink a good Kolsch this weekend, Tony. I know that that's not lager, or whatever. But um, it was uh, from Pizza Port. It was uh, called a Hoppier California. It was a very hoppy Kolsch, um, like a crazy hoppy Kolsch, uh, yep. but it was really, really good. So um, that was good, too. But nah, it's Freem Pills. Tony, you said not much lager for you this week? Not much lager for me. So no lager of the week for me. But I tell you what, mm. I did have a beer of the week. So plink, plunk, plink, plink. Oh. Hit us with it. Uh, it was a white stout uh, called White Chronos. It got a 2.75 from me. No, that wasn't my beer of the week. That was a <laughs> fucking awful beer. Avoid it. Um, Helios Brewing Company, why did you can this shit? Maybe because nobody drank it at Gab's this year. It was a piece of shit, that beer. Um, Honourable mention, uh, Goodlands Brewing, nearby to me, um, had Popsicle, which is like a, a fun... Pale ale meets like almost gloop, but not gloop. It um, had a popsicle flavour to it. It was a nice, easy drinking pale ale. But my beer of the week actually came out of the uh, Gabs pack that I've been very disappointed in. But it was the one beer that I really got behind. Um, it's called Quadruple Dark Red IPA. It's a 14% red IPA. It was big. Wow. It was malty. It was hoppy. It was bitter. It was delicious. I really enjoyed it. So, yeah, at least I've had one good beer out of that eight pack. Okay. All right. Well, there's one. 14%. Holy smokes. It was a big boy. It was into, like, hoppy barley wine territory, really. It was malty as fuck, and I enjoyed it. Oh, Tony, I'm drinking this. Uh, I don't know, Tony. This might be right up there with Beer of the Week, this Verdant that I'm drinking right now. This is enough. tasty, dude. This is 100% Citra Double IPA, 8%. Whew. But I got to give one more shout-out for this beer I drank. Uh, had this. We, we, we ended up at Silver Stamp on Saturday, um, which uh, it was quiet on Saturday because it was the day after First Friday. So first of the month, they have like a big thing. First Friday of every month, they have like a big thing at uh, in downtown in the Arts District, and there's lots of people milling about, and it fills up really quick. We don't ever go there. We go the Saturday after, and it's fucking dead as a doornail in in downtown. So you, uh, we 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 were sitting silver stamp with I don't know, five six other people at the most, and we were popping beers, and we popped a couple 
one I brought. This was Spinning Away by Jester King. This is 4.5%, and it was a their spawn beer, but captured with the but with the uh, the microflora of South Old Farm. So it's a different yeast, and put their cool ship. They put their cool ship in the vineyard at this winery, um, and then and then took it back to Jester King to ferment it like spawn. So it's pretty much spawn with a slightly different yeast culture. Yep. Open open fermentation. So it was amazing. And then the other one we had, uh, I didn't bring this. This was called Living Script from Monkish. A tart Belgianish triple fermented with our house abbey yeast and aged in ex bourbon gin barrels with our house mixed culture of wild yeast and souring bacteria. After nine months, the beer was re-fermented in cork and cage, 750 milliliter champagne, champagne bottles for 12 months. That shit was fire, bro. It was ginny, tart ginny, like a little richness from like ex-bourbon, the ex-bourbon component of that. Um, But more tart than anything, drier than anything, had little triple notes, but for 9%, it was not super rich triple. Uh, This was some shit right here. (laughs) That was really good. So Silver Stamp bringing the heat. You got to love it over there at those guys. So I think I'm going to, I might actually see them tomorrow with Corey's closed. Uh, have a little Thursday hang over there at the stamp. So not bad. Fair enough. Let's move it along. News. All right, Tony, hyperbeerner dork shit news. Oh my God. <laughs> there was a, we do have a lot of news in here. Let's uh, let's see what we got here. You put some stuff on here for me to talk about. So, what yeah. is this first thing we got? Well, from Green, the gang over at Green Matters. Yeah, this beer is made from recycled sewage. In the name of education, uh, but so, it's well, not actually in America. It's a uh, Singapore um, Brewworks is is doing it, and um, in an island locked country like Singapore, I suppose it's important to use every resource resource you've got and i think it's more an education about the water component less about the beer um and unlike sort of this the scorched earth beer that we spoke about earlier where, yeah, which sure. was yeah, designed or, yeah. as a terrible beer this is actually designed as something that's completely drinkable and something that i wouldn't be against we've been recycling water for yeah, so they're they're, bunch of time they're reclaiming water here. This is turds and water and stuff. So this is just they're taking the sewage. They're uh, running it with the UV light. It, it's you know going through the you know filters and all that stuff, and then it's just water. Yep. And then they make beer with it. So what type of beer did they make here? I don't know. It's uh, <laughs> I like this guy's quote. Um, does it say what type of beer it is? I don't think it does, but I, I don't think it really matters. It's it's like... Um, okay, it looks like a pale ale maybe. Yeah, it's lager. either that or a light lager or something. So I like this guy, uh, 58-year-old Chu Wei Leon, uh, purchased the beer at his local Singaporean supermarket after hearing about it. I seriously couldn't tell this was made of toilet water. He told Bloomberg <laughs> News following the U.S. decision to buy the beer. I don't mind if I don't mind having it if it was in the fridge. I mean, it tastes just like beer, and I like beer. I mean, you can't argue with that. No, you can't. Listen, 
I like beer. I like having beer in the fridge. And if I can't tell it's toilet water, I don't care. Yep. And that's pretty much my, the case. I mean, uh, I live in Las Vegas where we have water, you know, issues. Um, we do a great job of reclaiming and maintaining our, our water situation here compared to other places. Uh, we use a, we essentially give back everything we use in Lake Mead, which is amazing to think about given how much like shit of, and, and fucking pools and all that dog shit we have here. But I think that probably means that some of our stuff is made with shit water. I mean, I think that's just part of life uh, yep. or part of reclaiming water and part of water conservation. So um doesn't bug me, you know, uh, I know that I, I think it's the city of, I think it's the city of Greenville in South Carolina has like one of the best water reclamation programs in the, in the country and their water, they have the best tasting fucking water I've ever had. Um, and people talk about it all the time. It was so funny. I'm at a bar here and we were with a friend who is from Greenville and they were like, Oh, Greenville's the place with that amazing water. <laughs> the fuck, dude? But you can just drink the water out of the Hampton Inn sink and it tastes great. So it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, Tony, I think you're right. I think, uh, I think we should, uh, Tony's right. We should all drink shit water and get drunk off it. Absolutely, and and do it while we're a, at a theme park. Transitions. <laughs> nice segue, Tony. Well, speaking of a theme park, um, this was interesting. I don't know if I quite get what this is doing. I don't know if I get this one. This is from the SF Chronicle. Um, Tony, I learned how to I learned how to subvert paywalls today. I'd like to nice point work. that out. So yeah. I'll get you to share that with me, but we won't share it online. Just like I know, I. If you need oh, an abortion, it, you can still mail in the pills if you ever needed them, but it's potentially illegal in the US. So just saying, mail order, abortion pills, probably illegal, definitely illegal in some states, but you can still do it because they're not searching the post. That's right. Um, although I do know a guy who uh, got a felony charge from shipping weed across state lines. <laughs> Anyways, uh, a beer-themed water park is coming to Napa with a roller coaster made of reclaimed beer barrels, a 25,000-watt concert stage, and a wave pool filled with 130,000 gallons of hazy IPA. But plans plans for the Voodoo Ranger IPA uh, action park, whose website promises it's coming soon to Napa, are not real. As far as county officials can tell, it may be an elaborate ad campaign by its parent company, Colorado's New Belgium Brewing. Though the company, which did not respond to multiple requests for comment, still hasn't broken character. Uh, The mere idea of the park has inspired an earnest opposition movement, which organized a protest in downtown Napa last weekend, marching from the Napa Farmer's Market protesters chanted voo don't voodoo <laughs> boy that's about the most napa shit <laughs> yes. ever heard while brandishing the stop the beer park signs <laughs> dude napa valley napa california napa valley is just like listen i love wine as much as the next guy there's some of the like one of the greatest restaurants on earth is in napa or in y- young's youngsville or whatever the hell it is but um these have to be the snottiest motherfucking people on earth, right? You can only, I can only imagine. Have you seen the 
the website for Voodoo Range and Action Park? I actually didn't look at that now. Okay, I'll... Uh, I was having a hard time finding it. I'll put a, a, a link in our docs. You can clearly see this is a joke. It's a great joke, but it is a joke. Um, and these people, like, this is everything that's wrong with, like, certain areas of this world. I won't even say America because there's people in Australia, Byron Bay, that would protest shit that's clearly a joke. We do not want our our area overrun with a theme park based on an IPA beer. Look, this is somebody in the art department that had a bit of fun. It's a great campaign, but look at it. It's just a fun it's Lipson. a joke. I mean, Tony, what, once you see Wave Pool with 130,000 gallons of hazy IPA. Uh, but did you see I mean, the there's illustration? There's obviously no way that could be true. Did you see the illustration? Yeah, it's very funny. It's great. Love it. Yeah, Big I mean, props. the drawing is great. Somebody's having a nice time here. It's cute. This is a huge, huge win for Fat Tire. Love what they're doing. Keep up the trolling. Did they, did, do you think they staged the protest? I mean, I, I was thinking that, but then you look at the protesters, and I think one of them is staged, but I think the others are legit. They are like, yeah, I think one of them's a plant. Yeah. The Juice Force Goliath, NorCal's tallest coaster made from reclaimed beer barrels. Extreme brew flume. <laughs> <laughs> It's cute. I think it's cute. I like it, Tony. I I like this one. Yep. Listen, they have lots of money at New Belgium now, right? They're owned by whoever, Lion, right, or or yeah. whatever it is. And um, you, if you're going to use it for anything, this is better than whatever Goose Island's done with it. Yeah. Yep. It's funny. It it's is funny. It fits with sort of the somewhat rebellious aspect of you know beer. And then that the fact that they did it in Napa is actually even funnier because it's all, Oh, it's all the wine dorks and stuff. They hate this shit. Uh, so it's a little, it's a little corny in that way, but it is funny. I appreciate it. I, I think, uh, it's cute. If you think it's real, then you're fucking nuts. Yeah. I mean, there's just no, no two ways about it. If you think that's real, you, you've lost your goddamn mind. So um, I'm going to do this last one first. Just so okay. you know, so. Let's do the last one first. Um, like everything is being video game now. Like we've got farming simulator, airline simulator, um, deadliest barbecue caps. simulator, barbecue simulator, and now we've got brewmaster beer brewing simulator. I don't understand the point of this game because couldn't you just homebrew and then you've got a product at the end? You can stick all the wacky ingredients you want in the world. You have to make, but you make a mess. Um, yeah, but you get something delicious at the end. This you get a AI deciding whether it's good or bad. Like at least let the AI design the beer in the first place. We've all well, Tony. Let's let's read this through. So okay, because uh, nobody else knows what the fuck you're talking about. Okay, uh, Brewmaster Beer Brewing Simulator. What we know so far. So this is from Lo- Looper. Oh, I love those guys. Yeah, clickbait. Boy, once you've hit Looper, you know you've made it. Okay, you get your shit on Looper. <laughs> Tony, our goal is to get this podcast re- referenced on Looper. On Looper. So we got to start we got to start peppering Brittany Alva with emails. Um do not harass this lady. 
I'm just telling our 28 <laughs> fans, do not harass this lady from Looper. Anyways, uh, while the 2022 Summer Game Fest wasn't quite what everyone thought it would be, there are plenty of great smaller titles that were announced and shown off at the show. Redundant. <laughs> Games like Ludo, Lost in Play, and The Last Faith were great highlights from the show. Getting more redundant. <laughs> but one of the most... we got to come up with another name for the thing. Okay. <laughs> show, uh, event... Uh, thing. Think of you gotta get, you need the thes, you gotta get the the thesaurus out. You know you gotta <laughs> look at something. Okay. Uh, but one of the most interesting and standout titles was Brewmaster Beer Brewing Simulator. Have you ever wanted to brew your own beer, but decided against it because of the lengthy process? No. I mean, okay. <laughs> I I mean that's not. Okay, well, that's interesting. Why have I? Why don't I brew more beer? I, th- I think actually the reason isn't because of the lengthy process. I think it's because I don't think I'm as good at it as the guys who make it for a living. I think that's why yeah. I stopped doing it. Yep. Anyways, have you imagined the perfect flavor combinations for the next hit ale? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you've always wanted to try your hand at crafting beer, but didn't want to invest in the equipment and source the perfect ingredients to make it worth it? Luckily, Brewmaster exists, and you can live out all your beer dreams uh, without any massive financial investment. Okay, so I've seen games like this where there's like a, a phantom pouring the beer, the like um, the the pots between each other. Are you seeing this picture? Yes. Yeah. It's like a, there's nothing there. It's just like being lifted up by an invisible you know, person. App- yeah, apparition or something. Yep. Um, so this is going to be on PC, Nintendo Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation. Uh, it sounds like it's going to have to come out before the end of 2022, probably. There's a demo on Steam. I told you we should probably play this. <laughs> I watched the um, the video and it looks awful. Like you're not. Yeah, no, it looks horrible. Um, it's like a home brewer came up with this thing. It's like. A home brewing simulator rather than a brewing simulator. Tony, there's an Australian. I'm. Su- I'm. Su- I don't know if you've seen this guy. He's a streamer in Australia. He's a comic. He he did a special. Uh, his name is Tom Walker, I believe. Tom Walker, a- Australian comic. Um, he's he's very funny, and he is not a good video game. He's not good at video games, but he streams them, and yep. he's a very funny man. And one of the games he streamed, you got to watch this stream. It's on YouTube. You can find like the the cut of it. He's playing a game called Cooking Simulator, <laughs> and it is so fucked. And he's fucking up so bad and getting so angry at it. Um, it's extremely, extremely funny. Yep. Um, so you look that. I'll find. I'll find the link and send it to you. But it's well, amazing. This um, seems like a low budget version of the Cooking Simulator. I think it is, yeah. I mean, the cooking simulator has, like, tie-ins with the Food Network and shit, so um, if this gets a tie-in with Stone or something, then <laughs> I guess we'll know if they've made it. But there's Probably a little, there's a little fucking days. Greg Cook comes in there and slaps you over the fucking head when you're not fucking happy enough. But if you give him enough money, he'll go away meekly. Yeah, give him $500, <laughs> he walks away. Um what are the recommendations under this, dude? What is this? 
uh, uh, rabbit hole. Loop Video games hole. you should never play in front of your kids. So we got like a sexy looking cartoon. Uh, these Twitch streamers are stunning without makeup. The sad and, un- and surprising untold sto- truths of Technoblade. I did hear about that guy dying. Um, dude. Yeah, All see, right. I've got different things. Why Kaya from where the crawdads sing looks familiar? I don't know that show and I don't know who she is. Uh, 30%, per- 30% of fans are most excited to see this character when Futurama returns. Like, what? They want, they want to see, they want to see um, Le- uh, Leanne's honkers. Uh, I said, I almost said Luann, which is the king of the hill. Yes. Lady. They got it mixed up. Um, I probably want to see her honkers too. All right. Last one, Tony. Speed round. Uh, and this is, this one's going to, this one's going to go right into our game. Okay. So we got the new hard, the, here's our new hard seltzers hitting shelves in 2022. So we have a whole set of new hard seltzers that are coming to 20, coming to uh, here in 2022. You can't look these up, Tony. I'm going to tell you some of them here. We got the White Claw Refresher. Uh, we got the Vista Bay Hard Seltzer Ice Tea. That's a, that's Aldi's in-house brand. That's fun. Uh, Simply Spiked Lemonade. Wow. Simple. Are you guys familiar with Simply Lemonade? No, not a brand that we um, that has great prominence like, here in Australia. It's like an orange juice brand or whatever. Um, but they have lemonade now. You got oh Topo Chico Margarita Hard Seltzer. I tried that. It was <laughs> all right. Topo Chico Ranch Water. They're doing ranch water now. Topo. Yeah. Uh, we got some Mike's Lemonade stuff. We got some Dos Equis Ranch Water. Got some White Claw Surf Packs. Uh, we got all kinds of crazy flavors here. And Tony, we're going to play a little game here. It's going to be a game uh, based around uh, one of your favorite TV shows, The Price is Right. Oh, let me see. If, if you can, can dig that sound up. How is you that? You try to fade it out. Smooth fade, baby. Oh, for this. <laughs> I couldn't tell you were doing that by hand at all, based on my question. Uh, all right, Tony. So, what have what do we got here in this game? <laughs> nice. It's D- DJ Tony on the ones and twos. We love it. Perfect. Enough right, I think that. he's done. Okay. So how many we got here, Tony? I'm, I'm only going to do five. We're going to do five. You have – how much money was it? Did I give you $10 to play with? $10 last time. You but have $10. I think we should get more with inflation, just saying. Yeah, okay. If, if we factor inflation, we'll give you 15 I think that's <laughs> fair because this is more expensive. No, 15 is um, too much. I was thinking $10.50. We're not a hyperinflation. Strike a balance. 15. We'll 15 do 12. Right 
12 is the right number. All right, $12. Tony's got $12. Okay. I'm going to give him five of these here seltzers. He suggests the price of a 12-pack. Oh, in American pack. U.S. dollars, which is yep. tricky for him since he doesn't what live there here in the U.S. So you have to do a little bit of magic, but not too bad. I think I think he'll be able to yeah. he'll be able to piece it together. We're going to use sort of the standard grocery store price. Uh, we're going to go with the you know your Albertsons, yep, uh, uh, you know Whole Foods, Vons price, you know whatever. Um, so I'm gonna give you five of these. I'm gonna pick five. I'm just picking five that sound the most interesting to me. Uh, hell, some of these might be the same price. They're all big companies, so who knows? So the first one we're gonna do is this White Claw Refresher. This one's interesting to me, Tony. I think this is. Uh, I think there's some some opportunity here. Uh, this one is available at Target. If you're wondering, just so you know, uh, it's getting three and a half stars. On the Target website. Okay. So there are obviously other prices, but we're going to go with the Target price. The Target price is, is right here. Um, How big are the cans? Oh, you know, what? There's, you know what? There's an Albertsons price. We're going to go with that. Well, let me right. tell you more about it. Okay. It's 5%. Uh, it's 100 calories each. The flavors are Limon with a hint of Calamansi. These are fancy flavors, uh, Tony. Limon with a hint of Calamansi. Uh Blood orange with a hint of black raspberry, blackberry with a hint of red cherry, and strawberry with a hint of kiwi. The flavor names are a bit deceptive because all four of the refreshers are a lemonade seltzer. You'll ah. only be able to find this new line from White Claw in a 12-can variety pack. Uh, according to the gang over at Thrillist, it's... Uh, you should give it a try because the cans deliver on the promise of being refreshing. The strawberries on the sweet side, but the others all manage to balance the flavors and not be too tart or sweet. So I'm going to stick with my rule. I'm not going to go with the target price. We're going to go with the Albertsons price. Uh, this is the standard Albertsons price for 12 cans at of uh, 12 fluid ounces each okay. of White Claw lemonade refreshers. So no store discounts, no coupons. No coupons, and Target's a discounter. Okay. Um, as much as we love Target, it is a discounter. So we're going to go Albertsons, straightforward price. This is not craft beer. This is salsa. I don't think it's expensive. I'm just going to put a line in the sand, and this might blow my entire budget, but I'm going to go $20. Tony, you are down to... $11.99 because you were one cent off. This is $19.99. Yes. For for the uh, at Albertsons or Vons, same price for the, uh, well, white, the claw, same claw, white claw refreshers. They aren't the same company. Oh, um, <laughs> uh, Vons is safe. Vons is Safeway. Albertsons is Albertsons or uh, what we used to call in Chicago, Jewel. Uh, oh, um, the Jewel Chicken. The Jewel Chicken. Yeah, I don't believe there's an Albertsons Chicken, though, funny enough. So, um, how did you know about the Jewel Chicken? Because you're obsessed with the Jewel Chicken. We had beers about Jewel Chicken in the early days of this I show. No, I was not obsessed with it. You were. I didn't make a beer. I didn't make a beer. 
made with the jewel chicken. I wonder if you can make uh, that in the bee simulator. Made beer with the jewel chicken, but I am glad you remembered that. That's very good. Um, okay, let's do the next one. Uh, I'm trying to open the Aldi website, and this is fun. Okay, so we have where's the Vista Bay? I want the Vista Bay iced tea, though, gang. Um, oh, it's not out yet. Well, fuck that. All right, so no Vista Bay. You're fucked. Nailed fuck that you. price. Put in a substitution. Uh, Throw in um, something else. Not a problem, Tony. We're going to switch over to Mike's, Mike's Hard Freeze. Okay. Mike's Hard Freeze. This is 5% alcohol, Tony. Uh, is there a... Oh, my God. This is so hard. <laughs> this is going to be interesting for you. Okay, Mike's Hard Freeze. I'm not sure if I can get this one at Albertsons. Uh, this is a 5%. Uh, their flavors are White Freeze, Pink Freeze, Red Freeze, and Blue Freeze. Uh, it sounds like a Dr. Seuss, Tony. It does. Uh, this one, we're going to do the, uh, so what do we got? It's hard lemonade label. The hard lim- lemonade label has joined the world of hard seltzer. did in 2021. Now it's making a new suite of hard seltzers based on classic slushy flavors. Uh, what does Thrillist say? Well, these flavors might be too intense, though I like the white freeze, which is creamsicle flavored. Um, okay, so we got a price on this. Okay. All right. Um, if you're trying these, it's for one of two reasons. The first is morbid curiosity. The second is also curiosity, but for another reason. It doesn't really say what that is. Mike says that just like the slushies you drank as a kid, you can combine the colorful flavors. It recommends combining red freeze, blue freeze, and white freeze for a fifth flavor, purple freeze. I tried this, and I can confirm it is purple. There's no, no nothing besides that. Tony, this one is actually... Does not appear to be available at your Vons. This is more of a liquor. Oh nope, here it is. It's at Food for Less. This is available in twelve ounce cans, twelve pack of twelve ounce cans at Food for Less, which is sort of a. Uh, I think that's a Kroger brand I grocery store. So Tony, what do you got on the Mike's Mike's Freeze? Mike's was the thing we used to drink in college. So. That's my that's my hint I'm giving you. Okay. I'm going to go oh natty light esque prices. I'm going to go sixteen dollars. All right, Tony. That that wasn't bad guess, but it does knock off it, it not, doesn't knock off too much. You lose two bucks on that one. Actually it's a dollar ninety nine you lose. This one is at food that's for right. us. It is seven $17.99. So you're only down to $10 with three to go. Um, you're in decent shape. Uh, pretty close on that one. What do you think of the Mike's Hard Freeze? Would you try that? I would try I it. I don't know whether I'd enjoy it, but I would try it. Would you mix them up? Would you be mixed coovying them up? <laughs> I suppose I could do a suicide of those, yeah. The Mike's, the Mike's Hard Freeze Grand Crew. <laughs> All right. Potentially, I would do that. I think that's probably better than the individual flavors by themselves. All right, so why don't we go with this one? Let's see if I can find uh, find a price for this. Uh, oh, I can, no problem. 
Not a problem, Tony. Really not hard at all. We love Vizzy. Uh, we know we know Kelly loves Vizzy. She, <laughs> she I does. She loves she loves this shit. Uh, we got some new Vizzies. Vizzy Mimosa. <laughs> hard seltzers. Uh, damn, these are all all hundred calories. I've, I've, I'm starting to feel like these all have the same fucking recipe, Tony. <laughs> Probably uh, <laughs> different artificial flavor companies. Vizzy Mimosa hard seltzers. Uh, Strawberry orange, pomegranate orange, peach orange, and pineapple orange. Vizzy has released a pack of four mimosa-themed hard seltzers. You've probably seen those commercials pushing the whole with antioxidant vitamin C shtick hard. Vizzy is, uh, here's why Thrillist says you should try it. Vizzy is finding a home with people who lean towards hard seltzer because it's slightly better for you, or it's at least lower in calories than beer. So antioxidants are the answer to the question. Uh, Those these taste like you might imagine a seltzer with vitamin C on the label to taste. They're fruity, maybe a little too fruity. A couple of flavors also have an aftertaste that doesn't leave that clean, crisp taste in your mouth. So Vizzy Mimosa Hard Seltzers at Albertsons. What do you got? I think these are a little bit more premium. I'm going to go with $22. Oh, wow, Tony. Uh-oh. All right, Tony. At Albertsons, Vizzy Mimosa comes in under White Claws. These are $17.99. You've sort of eroded some of your goodwill here. That takes away $4. No. Wow. Yeah, $4.01, right? You said, what, $20.99? What would you say? I said $21. $21. So you lose $3 and... One cent. So that gets you to uh, what's that? That'll be six dollars and ninety nine cents. You're down to six dollars and ninety nine cents. Tony Vizzy Mimosas. I'm shocked. I am truly shocked that um, I know this threw him. This threw him. Thought, he doesn't like it. I thought antioxidants would be expensive, but apparently not. They come cheap. They come free. It's almost like it's a marketing ploy. But <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> almost. Um, the uh, what's with these? So there's the lemonades. There's the mimosas. There's these these heavy flavor. It, it's almost. <laughs> it, it's just the result of everything. So you know, hard seltzers on the expedited path compared to beer, but do we just have to make everything sweeter? It's just everything has to be more sugary. We have to put lemonade and mimosa into everything. It's the, the addiction to sugar is so strong here. It's crazy. Um, all right, let's see if I can find a price for these ones, but I like these ones. Um, this is, this is right in there. You have two left to get. Um, oh God, lemonade. Uh, this, no, uh, this one, Tony, can I do this one? This is not malt-based. I don't think I can. Oh, no. Just realize this is not malt-based. So we're going to go to... Oh, don't worry, Tony. We got more. We're going to jump to Dos Equis. The gang at Dos Equis is making a ranch water. We got Dos Equis ranch water hard seltzer. 4.5%, 90 calories. Ranch water classic lime. One flavor. One flavor, bitch. You ain't getting nothing else. Hope you like... Lime. <laughs> now, 
Dos Equis. Lucky them. I do. And all this <laughs> and this stuff won't be too sweet. So uh, Dos Equis is putting a stamp XX on hard seltzer with ranch water. Ranch water is on trend for the spring. It's a refreshing one with light flavors. It nods toward the original Topo Chico recipe with strong mineral water vibes. You could hang with a couple of these on the beach. So, top, uh, sorry, Dos Equis Ranch Water Hard Seltzer 12-pack at Albertsons. Okay. I think they're a cheap brand, and this could be a Vegas bias, but I can always remember people going into convenience stores and buying Dos Equis, and it was always a cheap beverage. Now, the seltzer, I think, is also going to be on that bend. So I'm going to go $16. That's where I think it comes in, which is like, I don't know how you produce an alcoholic beverage that cheap, but that's where I see it coming in. Tony, you are going to be, pro- you're going to be all right going to the final round, but you're a little bit off. It- the Dos Equis Ranch Water is going at $18.99. Oh, $2.99 off. Converted you half of it. $4, you have $4 left because you had $6.99 at the end of the last round. So you have $4 to play with here. Okay. For the final. I'm shocked that was final, that expensive. Got to be honest. It is. It is more expensive. And for the last one, we will go with Simply Spiked Lemonade. Uh, If I can find it. Which I can. Yes, very good. It's out of stock. Oh, my God. Must be Um, popular. So it must be cheap. So we're going to go with... uh, God... Okay, so what do we got from Simply Spiked? 5% alcohol, uh, 170 calories. The flavors are signature lemonade, calories. strawberry lemonade, blueberry lemonade, and watermelon. No, this is sugar, baby. Uh, watermelon lemonade. You have um, the very, very popular Coca-Cola-owned Simply Juice line is dipping its toes into the world booze. So, Tony... I'm actually having a hard time finding a grocery store price for this, so I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with the liquor store price that I'm able to dig up. It's funny because this is a grocery store fucking brand, which is funny. Um, I'm just trying to find like the biggest grocery store, like your standard or sorry, your standard liquor store. Um, yeah, like your binnies or something oh, like that. That's here big. it is at Kroger. I found it at Kroger. Hey, Kroger's Kroger. to the rescue again. 12, 12, 12, 12 fluid ounce cans of this for pickup. Um, it's discounted right, right now, so we're going to go with this. We're going to go with the standard price, the okay. non-discounted price. Um, so yeah, lemonade, uh, signature lemonade, strawberry lemonade, blueberry lemonade. Watermelon lemonade. Simply spiked lemonade does sound refreshing, but it's not reinventing the wheel. The brand recognition is going to move some of the variety packs, but that's about the only thing that sets these apart from other hard lemonades. So, Tony, you've got these uh, these four types. Uh, I like, 
like drinking lemonade, but this sounds like it's going to be a straight up sugar bomb. I can't imagine drinking more than one of these. And even yeah. if I could drink one, so, so we're thinking, I'm thinking big country time vibes out of this. Um, yep. 19 carbs in one can of this. So I'm going to go middle of the pack. I can't do anything extravagant. Don't think this is going to be good, but I think it is more pricey than what people think. I'm going to go $18. That's where I set my... Tony comes through in the clutch. It's yes. $17.99. Tony, Tony has done it. He's getting the car. He gets the golf the golf trip he gets the uh the boat he gets the pod that comes with it <laughs> yes oh my god get your pet spayed and neutered and get tony spayed and neutered while you're at it holy shit um he's he's done it again uh, actually, it's for the first time because I think on the last price is right. You, you got off to a good start. You got obliterated. Yes. <laughs> Treehouse beers. But uh, Tony, you would have made it even if it were $10 with that one with you know, $3.99 to go. Yes. So uh, Drew Carey, Bob Barker, uh, they're all waving at you like at the end of uh, Happy Gilmore with the alligator. Um, or no. No, that was Happy Gilmore. Yeah, I'm that right. was Happy Gilmore with the alligators. <laughs> Yeah. So if there people want, we did it, we did it, and I'm going to play this as our outro music. So if people want to find us, your Griff AD on Untapped. I'm Saint Miles right. on Untapped. You can follow us on Instagram. I'm at Beer Engine. We are at Beer Engine Pod on Instagram. Um, you can email us Beer Engine Show at gmail.com. Give us a tip at yeah, right. ko-fi.com forward slash Beer Engine Podcast. Any parting words, Griff? Oh, nothing today. I'm just so proud of Tony, and we're excited for him to drive his new smart car around. Don't forget to Can't spade wait. and neuter your pets, people. Very important. Right. See y'all. Bye-bye.